the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchor town dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchor town dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Ka-ka. Oh, mm. that was a dud. That was a dud? I banked it off the... Oh, don't drink it. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the last Crimson Mint. Oh, okay, you got to have it. The last, last? Is there mm. more? I see where I fully... Oh, my God. I, I fucked you up so bad. it everywhere. Okay, so... The Crimson Mint came in tonight. I didn't think they were that cold. So I threw one in the freezer. Oh. Mm. And I was, was going to get it out earlier, and I kind of forgot. Mm. And so just now, I'm like, oh, that crimson mints in the freezer can be mm-hmm. so crispy. <laughs> it didn't pop. Like it's too crispy. Look. Is it like frozen a little bit? Yeah, it's frozen. I think Jack's really disgusted oh, yeah. with me right now, dude. He's oh, like, oh, does not hurt my feelings. No, I mean, it's like, uh, don't you just hear it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the like, water content even, froze. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, uh, a little more watery than beer, I guess. Huh? Uh, cider now. It's a popsicle. Cidercicle. That's a slushy. Oh, there you go. Mm, it's not bad, actually. Well, welcome to another Sorry, Alaska Wild Project podcast. Uh, We're going to continue our um, gear overview today. Uh, today, we're going to cover sleeping bags. Um, but before we get into that, Jackie, how was the weekend? Yeah, it was good. Um, we uh, was the 75 to 80 degree weather. It was incredible. Mm. I think we all got... A little tanned, a little, little burn, maybe lobster in some areas. <clears throat> yeah, we went out to the sound. It was a uh, bathtub water. It was I. I caught uh, Nick Olzenak coming off the water. They've been out there for six days, and they just it was bathtub every water every day for them. And so, uh, does that mean flat? Yeah, yeah, okay. like pin drop. You know, okay. you know, just yeah. When they say seas two feet, it's like no feet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was nice. Like you could literally see a pin drop. Yeah. In the okay, water, gotcha. You know. Yeah. So it was gorgeous. Um, we had some uh, family from out of town up from the Midwest, and uh, they were, it was super great to show them Alaska. They had uh, one of them had seen Alaska before, and the other one hadn't. Um, and I think they're pretty odd, you know. Uh, but I thought we we're odd, gonna, like A W E. Okay, not like you weird. Know, like no, no, no. <laughs> like A W. Ah. Yeah, A W. A W. The odd one was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you know, showing them what's up out there, and uh, and oh, and Nick had to kind of tip me off on a, a new shrimp spot. So I always like to try new spots. That's got to be daunting when you first. Like, it's so vast. You're oh, like, where do huge. I even put this down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm the king of losing pots. So it's Oh, like, man. Brutal. You know. How uh, many pots are down there? Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> I've seen a full set of five get broke off. Oh, man. That That's why it's risky. I saw. Um, this is when it was legal for five. Emily. Okay, for the record. Okay. Emily put her bear, her bear skull down there, uh-huh. you know, to clean mm-hmm. it. I said, That's risky, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lose that thing. It's an awesome so, idea, though. Yeah, it works. It good. works really good. Yeah. Actually, I've seen I, it. I think I would just drop one pot if I did that so instead of two or three. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just one I, pot, one buoy. Just let it be. The second pot or third pot can kind of have more of a chance of wrapping up, and and then I would just be. Mm. I'm already pretty cautious, but I'd be much more cautious about like 
what tide I sent it in, how much current's at, what, 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 where the current's going, the current direction and speed, and then the same for picking it up. So making sure all the slack's out of it, making sure I'm picking it up at the same, at the right direction and um, understanding like what could be happening with the currents um, and the tides. And I, I think you just learned that the hard way. You're like, oh yeah, I understand tides. And then you're like, there's some other factors here too. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lost a shit ton. I won't throw three anymore. So every time I've thrown three, I've lost them. So, so you throw one, one, three buoys, one each, or I did uh, last year. I did one pot, one buoy, and I would only do one at a time. Mm. And this year, I'm doing one buoy, two pots. But um, mm. I think I'm going to bring the twins out there this weekend, and we'll probably do two pots on one and one pot on the other. And just do overnight sits. Did they bump it to four pots this year, or is it still th three? I'm pretty sure. That, so last year got bumped down to two. Oh, so it's three and, then. And, it's three. And, and okay. then and then they're, they're close to Whittier area, I think, is two. And then outside of Whittier area is three, mm. I believe. Mm -hmm. There's a map. They don't have a rope. There's no rope there. A what? A rope. <laughs> Some no, 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 no. <laughs> There's a guy peeing. It's know. a velvet rope. You're like, oh, I passed the guy peeing. <laughs> oh, I can drop another pot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, so he showed me, a gave me some ideas of a new spot because I wanted to go out. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been out to Deepwater Bay, but there's mm -hmm. some um, really cool granite mountains out there that mm. are very, very like similar to like El Capitan. Like it's just Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like you're in Yosemite back there, and there's a nice little hike. So, um, and there's a white, there's a sandy beach. So, um, somewhere between Whittier and there, um, Nick gave me the heads up. It's it's a, it's called uh, Shrimp Basin. If you want to look it up online, nice. But um, uh, anyway, so Wait, is it? Uh, so he gave off of Upper Hoffman. It is, yeah. Shrimp Basin is got off, it. Uh, mm -hmm. off of, but anyway, I missed my target on the first drop like it was a narrow target and it's just you know like i have like the rope the regular rope everyone else uses that totally gets in knots and shit mm. and it, it it just did and i got drugged and and i was just like all right well we'll just see hopefully we nailed it and we did not nail it so we went empty on that one pulled it fished for a while then went uh dropped them again and then uh anyway pulled those the next morning and i had 70 per pot so oh, wow. holy shit yeah so i got a new spot and it, that was my best pull that I've done. You know, I've had some 50s, but never – one was 69, one was 70. And uh, that was the best. And But I did switch the magnet trick that uh, – thanks, Uncle Ryan, for telling me about that. And I think that helps because, um, you know, just based on, like, my dad's numbers and my numbers last year, this magnet thing, it seems to, like – I don't know if it doubles it, but we've definitely seen it increase explain that what's the yeah elaborate on the magnet thing so i mean it's maybe a fisherman's tale but i guess this magnet putting a tiny magnet my magnet is a magnet probably holds like three pounds you know mm. um pretty heavy duty then yeah it would be like a small industrial one and that yeah so i tie it off inside the shrimp pot and oh. it creates a magnetic field of course and yeah. i guess shrimp can feel that magnetic feel get you know they have all oh. different sensory system than us and all the pro hot tips yeah yeah so i did that now i did not Oscar do this Wild project the ira edwards you know sp special shrimp bait but um, oh yeah he's got I, that like chum cup 
Yeah, I'm going to try to get him out on the boat halibut fishing. You guys can join us. It would be a weekday oh, this summer. I'd love to. And um, when we go do that, we're, we're going to try the shrimp bait. Oh, well, he so. hit me up. He's going to be on the Kenai. I'm going to try to link up. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so anyway, I thought we are going out for, like, hikes and stuff and do a little bit of fishing. But it turns out people from the Midwest want to come to Alaska and fish. Yeah. No surprise. And so we fished a lot. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of learning for me because I'm used to fishing with uh, maybe, like, one newbie kind of thing on the boat, but not, like, you know, Darce is pretty good, but not a whole group, and I could have done a little better. But uh, they they definitely hooked a lot of fish, and uh, and we, we there was kind of a little bit of a shit show, and we lost a really, really nice halibut. Yeah, and there's some learnings on that one. It was, you know, it was coming up, and I didn't think it was that big. So I didn't get the spear ready early, and then I did get the spear re- ready and went to the, sp- the and I tied it to a buoy, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the swim deck, and so like naturally, like all right, reel it up. I'm thinking he's gonna pull it up towards the swim deck, but he he didn't, and I didn't coach him on this, right? Yeah, like very clearly had never been saltwater fishing, so he's doing a killer job of from this Missouri, point. never yeah. Been- saltwater fishing right you know it's weird and but he's doing a killer oh, job like <laughs> we're jigging and drifting he's not getting snagged he's yeah. mm. a giant halibut, oh, okay. right yeah, like he's doing a that's fucking, risky for newbies to drift right and he got some tackle doing that he got this big halibut up to the boat with me thinking it was like a 15 pounder and it was much bigger <laughs> so um anyway so when he brings it up instead of bringing it kind of towards me he and that was my mistake i should have gone to the middle of the two people fishing not the swim deck but if I was with like you guys, you guys would like bring it Walk up to it the, over. you know swim yeah. deck. Swim deck's the best place to spear it. So yeah. uh, that was really my fault. <laughs> and then uh, the fish <laughs> swims since he went the other way. It swims into his sister's line, and then they're all tangled. And then uh, and then there was uh, they let the fish kind of surface, and it was a J hook, so it spit it. And uh, they're like spear it. And I was like, well, that's like a as ten foot went, shot. Got that man. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, so it swam away. And I didn't realize also, my bad, that they wanted a lot of meat, you know, because that wasn't like what we had talked about previously. And uh, I thought we were going out for like a, you know, a sightseeing tour kind mm-hmm. of thing, maybe fish for a minute. I didn't know we were bringing back coolers of meat, which I'm totally <sighs> down with. And so I felt really bad because if I knew that, we would have had way different conversations. I thought we were fun fishing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Because that's what I do. Um, Anyway, so we fished a lot. And we had a great time, and the weather was killer. Nice. Yeah, good good lesson learned for me. You had a quick question kind of back to the shrimping. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a round pot, square pot guy? Like, you so, talk about losing pots. I'm wondering what you're <clears> – <throat> So I, I struck a question as you get a chance to ask it. But. So I, I, um, I originally started with big round pots. Um, mm-hmm. The three were kind of negotiated when I bought the boat. So I had those and I lost them. And then my dad lent me three round pots and I lost them with Tomps. And then, um, and then I lost some more pots that I bought <laughs> from, uh, wow. from a garage sale. You have lost some pots. So then I was like, I'm done. And so last year, I, my neighbor Ben lent me uh, one pot, and, to, I, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna lose it, man." And he's like, "Dude, it's all good." So, um, so I learned how to set them better and all this stuff, and I'm very cautious, doing great. And then one time, I asked Jake to throw it out for me because he was out on the boat, and then I'd get it later that night. Yeah. So he threw it out in the morning, 
or it was maybe the night before. And then the next day I went out to get it and it was in an easy spot in Coloss yeah. and it was fucking stuck. Like I got there, there's like no, not a, lot, a bunch of extra slack. I felt like I pulled it in the right direction and it just fucking slack. It, it was stuck. So mm. I lost that one. And so then I was like, I'm done. I'm not paying Officially for these done. things. And at the yeah. same time, I'm like talking to the dude out in the valley about those square pots. Cause those are legit for, yeah. war, for, um, space savings. Right. Mm. And so oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you fold them down and, um, rebuild them each time. So I really like that. And he has the rope that doesn't, um, mm -hmm. knot up. And mm -hmm. so I like that rope, which I still don't have <laughs> anyway. So I'm done. And then the freshy brothers are making a dump run and they run into this dude that has already thrown like 30 shrimp pots into the dump. He's and he's around. an old commercial shrimp fisherman that's just done. Like, you know, he's doesn't he old, want to sell old, them, old. Yeah, he's like, no one would want these. And and then my buddy and Jesse's like, yeah, we, I know someone that will want these. So he got me eight. So I have eight at my house. I had to restitch them. Sure. But now there's like guilt-free losing these things. So now I'm back into the game. <laughs> and I've uh, I've definitely been doing good this year. So it's How it, many I, of those eight you got left? All eight. All eight, baby. Can only drop yeah. three. Yeah, so. I haven't. I haven't had any sticky moments yet. So I wanted uh, to clarify something too, for regulatory purposes, that Jack and Jake are co-owner of the same boat with the same number that matches the same buoy. For the record, okay, got wanted you. to clear that up. So yep. I didn't think Jake dropped a pot for his boat and then Jack went and no, picked it no, up. You're not no. allowed to do that. No. However, if you were, yep. you guys own the boat as partners, and you guys have it. Oh, okay. yep. I didn't know that. And the the yep. buoy belongs to the boat, so yeah, legit. Both so, of our names are on the buoy. So want to make sure for huh. clarity. Yep. Anybody that's a Boy Scout out there listening to this is like, oh, you know, you can't do that. Well, yep. Don't yep. be coming at me with that shit. Legit. No, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we're not doing any. Well, I'm. I definitely am not doing any illegal shrimp. You know stuff. what's going to happen? Hardly doing legal stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what's going to happen now? You're never going to lose a pot. Oh, man. I, don't know about that. <laughs> I will say I got bolder, though, because all the places I set this uh, this trip were all ones that, you know, well, Nick gave me, like, an area, and then I picked an area near his that I did real good in. And then um, we were just running around the sound going way out, so I was picking new spots. Overnight soaks, too? Um. Yeah. No, one was overnight, and one, one was just for, like, six hours. And um, both of them did good. Yeah, yeah. What's like the like average 50. overnight? Is that what normal or just? I think most my, people throw them overnight. I thought it was always better to do them a little longer, not too long, but. Okay. I mean, I've I've been out shrimping with guys where they left them out there for days on end and go out oh. there and pick What's them like up. What's like a minimum? Six hours, right? An hour. I'd oh, really? Just put it down. Well, I think it's just getting the um, getting the bait soaked and 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 um. Attracting them. Yeah, get it, get it, um. What, what if you have a saturated the pellets? Yeah, yeah and they're breaking out. Uh, you, if you're doing like an hour, you want it pre-soak for a day or two. I kind of feel like what Jack was saying, alluding to a tide swing, so the the scent is like rolling, uh, and swirling. Them, yeah, and then so maybe a twenty pound magnet for the hour soak. I think <laughs> I think that there's like a like there's diminishing returns after like an hour, and it starts to drop. Right, so you're still going to do over better overnight, but instead of getting like ten in the first hour, you'll get like eight in the next hour, and then six, and okay. then four at the next eight hours. You know, gotcha. whatever. And mm. so, if you would drop your pot every hour or two, you'd get way more than overnight. But that's also a lot of work. 
okay. And the, yeah. that's my experience. The only like killer shrimp shrimping trip I've ever done was on Eric Dickerman's boat. Um, and we killed it and we did our soaks. You were filling five gallon buckets. Yeah, we did awesome, but we were pulling <clears> the pots every hour. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That is yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, it was it's fun like though. Nonstop. That's yeah. all we did out there. It was great. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so and it was just beautiful like weather. Drop, it was like pick, April sixteenth. Oh. oh, early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you sent him home with a bunch of shrimp. And yeah, some we fish? did. Yeah, yep, yep. we had to save some for Packy because he's a shrimp monster. Loves but. it. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the kids are stoked. Uh, that's what I said. What do you want to do? They said when we go to sound. I said when you do out there. They said when we get to eat shrimp. So yeah, we'll eat some shrimp. So you guys did shrimp, rockfish, got some halibut. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. We fished for kinks for a bit too. Did some trolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's also something I wouldn't recommend to do um, with three people. I've never done that before. That was kind of a, I didn't realize like how much is going. I was like, I can manage it, and it's just too much to driving the boat, and yeah, the rods, especially when you're rocking around points that you know go from like thirty feet of water to three hundred, and you're uh, fishing at one hundred and ten feet. You know, like, oh shit, rim back there, crank them up. Yeah, so that was that was uh, a learning for me as well. No lost gear. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Bottom came up quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. We had a good time. Uh they were awesome boat guests and uh yeah. Explored the sound more. Stayed That's in awesome. some new coves. If I remember right, was somebody gonna pop a question? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was the plan. Yeah, there was gonna be a proposal made. Uh-huh. Uh from um the folks coming up. They're they're a really delightful couple and uh, and very much in love and uh, I think that just being on the, the boat in the sound and uh, with another couple you know and oh. uh, then sleeping on the beach and stuff I think it just you get kind of weathered out there so I oh, think man, he made totally. the good call and he waited a day and then like went on a nice hike with her in Girdwood afterwards mm. and popped it and and she did say yes. <laughs> Nice. It was a successful trip. Okay. So they brought fish home and she brought a rock. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, you get out there and the, um, well, the weather part, but the, I don't know that like weird equilibrium shift from like on the boat, off the boat, on the boat, off the boat. Oh yeah. And then you get off the boat and you're just like, you know, I don't know if you guys jump in the shower and like it's still yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like the sea legs that wears you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like I could see, especially if you're not, you don't do that very yeah. often, yeah. ever or ever have yeah. done that before. It does take it out of you. Well, and they wanted to fish, right? And so fishing all day is exhausting. Oh, you yeah. You know, like dude. I think that we would have had more energy if we would have like fished for a couple hours and then like go on a hike mm-hmm. and have a fire in the beach yeah. or go paddleboarding. But we didn't do that, and so. It was super fun, but there I think everyone was super exhausted. Yeah, mm, and it's probably yeah. just blazing. Yeah, it's hot. Just the just sun just sucking the life right out of you. Although just, that eighty degree day that Anchorage had out there was like forty five degrees, and wind was just howling, overcast. Oh. And so when we drove oh. back through the tunnel on Sunday night. I was like, "What? Oh. It's nice there. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we out here?" <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, they yeah. flipped. Yeah. Was that Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday. Saturday was like flat though, right? Yeah. Friday and Saturday were amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh yeah, these guys like Nick and Chris that were out there for six or seven days before that, they just nailed it. Wow. Every day they was that week longers. They uh, they were out there for six days. Oof. Yeah. Both their, wobble, both their both their families. Burn yeah. a lot of fuel doing that. 
Well, just sitting in the I spot. don't think they go that far. They just okay. explore. You know, they're not out there fishing, really. You know, they're out exploring and just enjoying nature. Yeah. Nice. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Jackie, why don't we start with you and your sleeping bag? Sure. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll um, go there. And another thing before we start, like the, these things that we're talking about, it's it's just bags that we use um, that we find are appropriate for the activities that we're doing. Um, we're not sponsored by any of these bags uh-huh. or any of these people. Um, these are just things that we've found over the years. As as you've been lifelong Alaskans, you you buy certain bags and you decide if it's the right one for you or you try something else, whether it's synthetic or down or whatever. Um, so we're just telling you guys basically what you know we use and the the application for when mm, we use it, word. which is probably the better the better deal because. Any any lifelong Alaskan probably has two, two to five sleeping bags, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've yeah. you know, you find yourself needing a bag for a certain situation, mm-hmm. whether it's a tight backpacking trip or like you know yeah. zero degree or winter or hot summer, like yeah. you got going you on. You got some right for now. your kids. You got one or two for the wife. Yeah, you know, you got them all over. And 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 to be clear, uh, as Dan, Dan, as Daniel stated, this is not a gear review. This isn't like we're going to do a full spec sheet on these sleeping bags. These are sleeping bags that we found were the right equipment for the use that we're doing. And it's yep. there's no bias to these particular brands or what they offer. This is just like, hey, I thought this would be a good piece of equipment for what I do. We've gone out and used them, I don't know, 50 times or something. Yep. And put them through every yeah. single scenario you could probably think of. And, um, you know... We like to use the word certified yeah. with Alaska Law Project. Yeah, this is a certified product. May be certified to one, may not be certified to another, but yeah. we're not going to come out on the show and tell you about it if we didn't feel like we thought it was a certified piece of equipment. So, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Unofficial okay. stamp. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, my sleeping bag story that I can remember, like, you know, we all had these like, crappy ones until we got to a certain mm-hmm. age and uh when sesame it, street coleman that yeah, you started yeah. with when you're yeah, yeah. I, i'm pretty sure mine were from garage sales but um <laughs> for sure we we're definitely the garage flannel sale interior fam. exactly <laughs> yeah uh the other people's old oils from yeah their body on uh, you. yeah mm. they um, kind of hold a smell old bags yeah man no yeah. way oh i wasn't like i said i was at hoarding mom right now i was like man people <clears> sell old sleeping bags uh, i have two used sleeping bags really that were well, I was told you just use once, whatever. I washed them with a the treatment, uh-huh. and um, I think they're solid. Yeah. yeah. So just to like good you know, on you. Good yeah, on I mean, I I just feel weird even like letting it, people borrow. Like if yeah. it's my cousin or something, then it's like all right, it can get weird. Nobody just, nobody wants to borrow my sleeping bags. Let me tell you right now. Yeah, the fart sack. You don't call it a fart sack. <laughs> <laughs> Too much dehydrated food. Oh my god! <laughs> Go ahead, Jackie. Yeah. So, stories. so I think, um, I think I was thirteen when I got my first real sleeping bag, and I had that sleeping bag until just a, a few years ago, and it lasted mm. that whole time. It was for a, a portion of time for twenty years. It was my only sleeping bag, and that sleeping bag was a Slumberjack Ultralight Guide Bag. And it cost like 120 bucks. And it was a super light 30 degree bag. Um, it was synthetic and it just did great. And so that's what I grew up sheep hunting in, backpacking in, going to moose camp in. And like I said, it's a 30 degree bag, but I run really hot. 
So um, I frequently sleep with my um, feet out of the sleeping bag and my body in the sleeping bag because they have that lower zip. And um, so I ran that for a long time. I would still have that bag and be using it and be perfectly happy with it. But um, we one of two people at sheep camp left uh, a tent open for the day and these um what are those little guys called i call them ground squirrels I call them marmots but they're not marmots. they're not they're, marmots they're the guys we saw last year and took pictures of they're all camera <coughs> oh the pikachus yeah the pikachu guys yeah. those guys oh those ones were yeah, in their name not, not the eureka squirrels no no these um these are like they're actually called pikachus yeah pikachus what? they're like this awesome like camo looking they look just they, like they, a rock. they have like some stripes on them or something don't they and they uh no i'll pull it up real quick because i had a cool video man they are so camo you do, do you have a good video of that yeah pikachu, it's probably gonna pop up, pop up like yeah that's what i like thought pokemon yeah pikachu shit. maybe they're not called pikachus i they are because i looked it up after that pika I think it's just there. It oh, it's just yeah, a pika. pika. Yeah. Pika. Okay, so there it is. It just looks like a little, uh, like a little oh, rodent with no tail, with big ears. It's more of a mouse. So they, yeah, they're the ones that make that all that racket call when you're up sheep hunting. It's not the ground squirrels. Oh, it's that, these like, guys. Like, yeah, there's a good one right there, like just yeah. yelling. Yeah. So, so these guys. Nasty little teeth. These cute little pikas made their way into my uh, tent. And I don't know why they didn't go on my dad's side, but they definitely hung out on my side and they ate. They liked my your. Socks, they liked your musk, I guess. And uh, they shit everywhere, and then they also ate a billion holes in my bag. And it was like, I tried to patch it with like the, um, the tenacious tape and all that, and no, no, not having it. So, um, and I lost a ton of insulation, mm. and it's already like not that warm of a bag. Um, and so the way that I made that bag work at like moose camp or fishing, you know, steelhead in April was, uh, I would always bring a wool blanket. Mm. So I, I had that bag and then, you know, if it was real cold, then I'd put the wool blanket over it and I was fine. Mm. And then sleeping on a sleeping bad, pad or a cot, of course helps. Um, so ran that for a long time. Um, a few years before that i had this arctic trip planned where we we're gonna do a um, september caribou hunt and we we're gonna do some fishing and i wanted a really light bag because we we're gonna get flown in and then raft out and there was a mixture between pack rafts and some other rafts so i bought i did a bunch of research in the lightest zero degree bag i could find that had awesome reviews um was a uh big agnes um storm king zero and how they it's it's like three pounds three three pounds seven ounces was it the one that i was just holding yeah this yeah. one here. super light and so and that's like the long wide one the one that we're talking about that brandon held yeah that's the exact bag so light and so um what, how they save so it's synthetic but also um there's no insulation on the bottom and so what you do is oh that has the you slide the pad in mm. and the pad is the insulation on the bottom and it works really good and the thing that i've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it the thing that i really like about it is i roll a lot and move a lot and mm. that thing because it's set up like that i always um i'm never roll off my pad because it's built in yeah so i really like it and i can get like the mondo deluxe pads in or i can get a small backpacking pad in um, so I do have that sleeping bag and I use that for like moose camp, basically like September 
through um, April. And then in mm. May, I use um, this other bag that I have. Oh, here, I'll pull out my Storm King here. Yeah, the, the some people love that pad, and some people roll around, and then that pad's, like, on top of you. Just depends. It probably takes a little skill to, like, roll in the bag and not roll with the bag is mm -hmm. what I normally do. Yeah. I, I turn around, next thing you know, like, I can't get out. Yeah. I, I've definitely yeah. never had Spin the, the zipper around under you. rip up on me but uh or turn up on me but yeah you can see here oh and it has like a nice little pillow host holster too so right above where you slide the bag in you can put your little oh pillow the little, in. this little guy here yeah you can put that guy oh right on and then here's where you put the pad in so it's pretty nice and it's i mean it's it's warm it's a warm bag it's thick and this um, is synthetic or yeah is that's synthetic you sure there's like feathers coming out of it oh i thought it was synthetic so it's been a the long way time how so. light it is that's why i kind of oh, it's it down would. it's down yeah, it is, that's a down yeah so it is down. down it's been a while Six, yeah it's called down fill down tech down tech water repellent so 650 mm -hmm. but okay. anyway so really waterproof down really like this bag it's pretty awesome um and so you're a pretty big guy like wide like it's roomy yeah yeah so that's our like wide long bag okay yeah mm. so i always try to get wide and long although um this next bag i wish i would have got that real quick that um big agnes you back can you can you compress that and backpack it yeah it's pretty small when you do use a compression sack have you taken it on a mountain hunt or anything i mean you run hot so you probably didn't need I've that took much it, bag. i've taken it to kodiak in a backpack okay yeah yeah um like biven and carrying it to go biv or just to yeah to camp okay yeah, yeah i didn't bivy but yeah but it but it was able to <clears throat> pack down in size to where it was manageable with like a camp and like so growing up sheep hunting bags stuff. didn't ca compress to this size true they compressed to like normal size and you it, wore and you kind of strapped one. them outside the bag back in the day right no i put them in i mean and they then, compressed yeah. pretty small probably probably double this Mm -hmm. before and that's probably what that one does mm -hmm. about double this guy yeah so that's like perfect size right there yeah yeah so yeah this one's small this is and i think i could pack it smaller i just had it this weekend so i wasn't like trying to crank down on it but uh this is uh my nemo disco 30 degree bag so i'm back to 30 degrees i yep. didn't get the long which was not wise on my part although it did fine you know when we were up sheep hunting last year it just i wish it was a little longer mm -hmm. luckily i pulled my feet out every one of those nights um so i'm six foot and i would definitely get the long next time so this bag's one pound 15 ounces and i think the long's like two ounces more uh -huh. so that was a really poor decision on my part but i mean this is the lightest smallest bag i've ever had um i thought my uh slumberjack was light and that was like two something, but this is, you know, under two pounds, two pounds That's for crazy. a sleeping bag. It's nuts. Um, it also has uh, some like other cool technology where it has these zippers. They're, I think they call them thermo gills. And that basically, oh, top. yeah, well, it's like around your chest. So if you're getting a real hot in your sleeping bag, you can um, ventilate. Yeah, ventilate. Mm. And and it doesn't open up completely through it. It just bypasses the insulation. So that's pretty cool. Um, and there's also like a nice little place for my headphones because I like to sleep with headphones. Oh, I like the bright color. Yeah, yeah. So 
it's a small bag. It's not like real puffy like you'll see with some of these other light bags. Um, but this down too. Down, yeah, it's down. Yeah. Six fifty, Phil. Mm-hmm. Damn, you're going full down. You take this on the sheep hunt. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so here's this little thermo guild things. Open up. Oh, okay. Oh, you can't stick cool. your arms through there. It's just no, like a vent. No, oh, okay. No, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, now they got them where you, you put yeah, your arms put your out, arms and out, like yeah. it's crazy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I would like that a lot. But I can also stick my feet out, which is good. And then there's some. That's a light bag, like, dude. Basically, phone pockets and stuff. But I, I really like. It. I think they did a good job with this bag. Um, I love the Slumberjack, but uh, you know wouldn't like a lighter bag so yeah and so the inside of the bag is that bright neon color yeah you know what i really like about that outside of it just being kind of flashy and cool looking is that god forbid you got no situation where you had to be rescued mm. you could open that up and like flap it out airplane or helicopter could see you much easier yeah, yeah. I mean, like obviously you don't want that to happen but that's a hell of a red f- or neon flag yeah for something to see you you know yeah I liked being able to see my clothes in the bag because, you know, sometimes you end up with, like, sock or something in your bag. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. see it, and it's not, like, camoed in there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, so I like it. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, so you're a down guy. I like do. You're not. I do like down. Yeah, because, like, I think there's, there like, some, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, paranoia. For like, for for like the you yeah, know the time. the guy who goes synthetic, you can get it wet, mm-hmm. you can dry it out, hold heat longer maybe, versus the down. I mean, once that gets soaked, mm-hmm. it's kind of screwed. I think I've never been. A, I've never been. That one has bag. the waterproof down in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying if I got a little wet, it wouldn't be warm still. It'd probably yeah. be all right because it's gonna. But that is a body big heat. Debate. But yeah, it's like to go full feather down. On moose hunts, which can be wet. On sheep hunts, which can be wet. Yep. Um, why is it like a risky proposition, the, but... Why is the inside of your, you know, tank getting wet? Uh, I was more or less thinking, like, it's just raining so hard while you're, like, going from point A to point B where you, like, putting up the tent. It's wet. You're putting your gear in the tent. Your gear's wet. Like, it's just shit's getting oh, yeah. wet because you can't help it. Yeah. I mean, but that is a good point. Yeah, like most of the time, you're not busting the sleeping bag out until the tent's up and you're in the tent. Yeah, yeah. I just, but I will say that if you're teepee, if you're doing a teepee, yeah, we've mm. had situations mm. where like the door opens, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, so and, water can, gets and water gets in, in mm. and you're getting rained on, or that condensation yeah. is in there dripping on you. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's always like damp when it's really raining. Yeah. Even if you're not like getting wet from the rain, it's just so damp. Mm-hmm. And then I think too, maybe that's part of that like TP thing where you're like on the ground, the ground's wet. You put your tarp down, the water's still kind of like, oh no, it's just damp. Mm-hmm. It's like wettish damp. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like the that's why I go with the bags that I use because I think they're they they perform well wet, and mm. I was just thought I'd be wet. And if I got wet, I could still be warm. Yeah. You know, like worst case scenario yeah. all the time. Yeah. I guess, yeah. But I love the down bag. Like, dude, that don't weigh nothing. It packs down tight. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful looking piece of equipment. And I'm sure they're warm. Very, very warm. Yeah. 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 And so I like them. 
Yeah. Well, let's uh, take a break and then we'll jump into your bags. Okay. Yeah. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for doll sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Capital. Arbor Capital is based in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Capital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or you just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website arborcapital.io a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ArborCapital.io is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ArborCapital.io. Arbor Capital, your Alaska digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. We going we going straight full wiggy. Let's get wiggy, wiggy with wiggy, it. Wiggy. Let's get wiggy with it. So I am I guess at this point I can officially say I'm pretty brand loyal mm-hmm. to Wiggy's yep. equipment. Um, I haven't really tried anything else, so I don't have the, like we did previously <clears throat> um, on a gear review, overview, excuse me. Um, you know, I kind of went through three different brands and models and things and... um. I decided after, well, I went and kind of planned my first, like, legit moose hunt. Um, Kind of past the years I did it with my dad. And, you know, my dad got us decent gear, you know. We weren't weren't running around in, like, the crappiest Coleman, you know, 80-degree bag. But, I, you know, I had, like, the Slumberjack, like, huge, thick, ginormous sleeping bag that was like you could never take on a backpack hunt or mm. it like took up its own like it's 80 liter dry bag yeah <laughs> but very warm i mean that thing was sweating all the time um 
I then upgraded to another Slumberjack because I thought thought Slumberjack was the hot boy shit. Yeah. But it was like affordable-ish. So I was like, oh, this is a good They're brand. Bags. Yeah, no, I mean, again, this isn't like talking shit about the brand. It's just, so I got like a, I think I got my like first like legit 30 bag. And it was a Slumberjack and it packed down pretty good. It was a little heavy. Good bag. Well, we went up. Um, oh, shit. What were, we, what were we doing? We were pike fishing or something in August. Pike and duck hunting. And uh, we went out, got down to where we were going to launch the boat and decided it was a little too late and we were going to sleep in the truck that night. So uh, the homie had the truck with uh, Bruce, had the, the, the canopy in the back of his truck. So we're going to sleep in the back of his truck, throw some air pads down and sleep. And I shivered the entire night. Mm. It dropped to like 25 degrees. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the lake had a little like ice on the edge the next morning. Mm -hmm. And I'll just never forget that whole night. I just shivered. the worst. And I don't shiver. Like my kids tell me that I got bare skin and shit. Like I don't, I run hot. I don't Mm -hmm. get cold. Yeah. You know, and this is before like I knew about puffies and like appropriate, you know, layering, which just the waffle thermals. I mean, it was like September 1st or something. It wasn't that 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 late, yeah. but in that particular area, it just dropped. And I remember just shivering that night, and then I had, you know, obviously, that's all the bag I had for the whole trip. We were out for three nights, and luckily, that was the only really, really cold night. The rest wow. of them were, like, manageable. So I got through it. But I told myself after that, when we got back, I'm like, I'm getting a bag. I'm getting a good bag. So um, fast forward next year. We're going to go moose hunting, and we're going to go up north, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, like, spring and get a good zero bag. Uh, Working with some guys uh, at the time, they're like, you got to go wiggies, man. Like, they hunt the brooks. They go caribou hunting, sheep hunting, grizzly bear hunting. They live and die by wiggy sleeping bags and wiggies anorak jackets. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right. So me and my boy Eric go uh, over to wiggies, and, man, we're in there for, like, four hours hours with mark taylor just he's got the cot and he's got the the sleeping bags on the cot he goes in the back and pulls them out lays them down so you can lay in them sleep in them test fit the mummy test fit the square you can do the whole thing so you get to really like and then he gets to tell you all about his story of like survival and how wiggy's sleeping bag saved his life Uh and that's how he became a, a dealer and like you know he's got the whole thing and then i like did some more research and found out that like jet pilots and f-16s like that's in their like crash kit oh yeah like if they like eject out of a plane and like land in the woods and got to survive like in their kit in their chairs like a wiggy sleeping bag i'm like oh that's awesome done deal dude got me (laughs) if fucking tom cruise the top gun has got a wiggy's (laughs) like this shit's got to be certified so uh end up uh i go with the 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 wiggy's uh was it the ultralight um what's that that zero bag super light and uh went with the full mummy i'll bust it out here um and just real before i even start i'll I'll just compare because i have here i have a zero bag and a 20 bag so i got my moose early and late season and i've got my like summer mid-season slash ultra light-ish sheep hunting bag yeah so as you pull that out the uh the ultra light is the 20 degree bag and the super light is the zero degree bag and then they have the antarctic which is minus 60 degree bag yeah that's like i did a rod yeah you know mm. arctic camping mm-hmm. type stuff so i'm just gonna throw them up in the camera now up. these these like go way smaller too okay yeah yeah so you can see the 
the I got the twenty here on the right, the zero on the left. <clears throat> These are not compressed down as as tight as they go. They go a little bit tighter. Um, but yeah, Jack, just lift it up real quick. Like feel the weight of the of between the bag. twenty and the zero. Like just just lift them up. Yeah, and then that's my that's my backpacking bag. Just still pretty heavy. Yeah. But so first year with that that zero bag. We go to Moose Camp, and it, the the we're in there for like the first ten days, and then we stayed for another like five. I think it was like a full no, it was like seventeen days. We we're actually in the field. Oh wow! So we went like through crazy like switches, but the last week went to like five degrees. Mm. The one night, like mm. insane. I don't know if you remember back. It was like fourteen or something like that, and like Cantwell and Paxson, everything got snow dumped on them, raged the rivers up. Dudes got stuck across the Golcana, oh, yeah. and like mm. it all, you yeah. know, drifted out. But there was like some epic snow for like two nights, yeah. And then it got really cold. Well, um, we were out that that time. We decided to leave our base camp where we had cots and fucking buddy heaters and the whole shit. And we went way deep and decided we we're going to spend three nights, minimal rations, the whole nine. Just crashed in an Alaska guide model tent and um, we had air pads and, and these sleeping bags and you guys that tent or that, excuse me, that sleeping bag proved its worth mm. that night. Like, and I had the Wiggies Anorak puffy jacket at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I went ahead What's and, and that? that's the same lamellite material. That's mm -hmm. the insulation, the synthetic down insulation that's in a Wiggy sleeping mm -hmm. bag in a jacket. Right, okay. So it's like a hood, a hoodie the zip up yeah so like once you got that on and then snuggled in there yeah you were like now like a minus 20 yeah like level you know yeah. so um that sold me that that night that hunt was like great with the bag but that night that we spent up there mm -hmm. and it was like frigid cold and i stayed warm in that yeah. thing i was like all right all right man full certified stamp like yeah. i'm wiggy sold so uh, rock that zero bag for years. Uh, most of the time, I'm like, I got it half unzipped. I'm flapping it open. I'm like mm -hmm. way too hot. Um, one really cool thing about Wiggy's bags, and like, again, this isn't like an overview to go tech spec weight, this, that, and the other. This is like the bag performing in real life situations. So one thing I love about the bag, I didn't go the rectangular oversized bag, like what Daniel has, what Josh has, what my brother has, what Eric has, all these guys have Wiggy's. Um, I have the mummy, but it's like I'm not a real tall, big dude, you know. So I'm like I fit in that that regular mummy just right, but it's just enough space at the bottom where I can stuff my my pants, mm -hmm. socks, shirt, anything that I want to peel off that night. Instead of having it sitting rolled up in the corner of the tent, yeah. I stuff it down there, and then I kind of let it roll around with me in my bag, and then it stays warm. So the next mm -hmm. morning, when you're slipping your hunting pants and stuff on. You're not slipping these like ice cold yeah. pants yeah. or you know clothes Hot on. Tip. So really cool about Wiggies. You can you know that was one thing that Mark told me. I was like, man, you stuff all your gear down there, keeps your feet warm, and then has your gear warm the next day when you put it on. I'm like, oh my god, like mind blown. I don't know why I ever thought of that. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> other thing that's really cool about these. I mean, he straight dumped a gallon of water in the bag. Like went to the back, grabbed a gallon pitcher. Dumped it in there, and in a matter of hours, while you're in that bag soaking wet, it absorbs your body heat and then releases all the moisture out of the mm. bag. So half the time you wake up in the morning and you'll have like moisture on like a little layer on the top. That's because you went in it wet, 
or sweat or something mm-hmm. like that or had wet gear. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that's really cool. Your pants are damp. Your socks mm-hmm. are damp. Something's like wet. You want to actually put it down in your bag mm-hmm. and then let it uh, dry out mm-hmm. with your body heat. That mm-hmm. Lamolite insulation absorbs your body heat and then it gets rid of the uh, right. moisture. So yeah, that's, that's what's cool. really, really – it's proven. Daniel, you've jumped in that thing. Yeah, I got some wet. stories when I'm, when I'm up here. Yeah, yeah, and and like one one time we came back after a biv night up in uh, sheep sheep country, and uh, I I took my boots off and got in that bag soaking wet with my ring gear on everything oh, yeah. on. I gave zero shits. We were so cold, it was oh so wet, God, it was so, so gnarly. Tired. I just was like, you know what? I did you have your boots on too? I was going to, and I was like, eh, I don't want to get them muddy. So yeah. I like kicked them off real quick, kicked my gaiters and my boots off, and just jumped in there mm-hmm. completely soaked with my Gore-Tex rain gear on. And I, I laid in that thing for like six hours and then jumped out. Everything was still damp, but at least it like retained it or like it soaked it up, peeled all that shit off, then went back to bed that night when my regular like dry clothes. Next morning, everything was bone dry. Oh, that's Could cool. not believe it. I was like, yeah. Wow. This is no joke, mm. but you got to go in warm though, you, mm. you know, because it's it's working with your body heat. So um, that's the zero bag. Again, the late season, um, tried and true, cold weather. Shit, I think I've even taken that thing Arctic camping, uh, ice fishing, and ice huts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I if I'm layered up with puffies in there, yeah. I don't even need a buddy heater to to, to stay warm right. or even survive for that matter. So. Fast forward, <clears throat> first sheep hunt. I'm thinking like I need a good bag. Go right back down to Wiggy's here in town and uh, go talk to Mark. And you know, again, another two and a half hour ordeal hanging out with him, <laughs> talking everything, hunting and outdoors. And then I'm like, hey, I need a good bag. And he's like, I got the one for you. He's like, I remember you. I remember you got this size. I'm like, what? Do you remember all that shit? Yeah. Anyway, so he busts this thing out. First bag, only bag I even needed to yeah, to yeah. lay in. Same setup, mummy style. Um, regular, a little bit lighter, compresses down a little bit more, all the same features. Um, one thing that was really cool about that is, and I was mentioned before we started the recording, was that I was always the guy on the end of the teepee. So a, a diamond back teepee is really like great for two dudes. Definitely can keep three or four in a pinch, but great for two guys because you got the fiber or the carbon fiber pull in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Cisco's a hoss, so he takes like basically what a third of the tent the one Half. side oh yeah a third, say of a one third. Side. yeah and then me and you shared that we kind of tilted the pole and then me and daniel like were snugged up to each other on the other side but i always took the edge because both these damn fools had feather light or down bags mm. i'm like i got a wiggies i can get wet so i'd always be the dude that like let like Two or three inches of the outside of my bag kind of get um, damp the whole hunting yeah. trip, but it never affected me. Oh, never got cold, never yeah. had a problem with it. Yeah. And because uh, it was funny, the joke, because he was like, oh, he's got a wiggies. He's fine, man. He's yeah. put him on the edge. He can get yeah, wet. Yeah. So they're tried and true. They're not terribly expensive. We're talking like in the range of two to $300. They have sales on them. Um, so you're not talking like a Western Mountaineering or, right. or one of these other bags, which right. are amazing sick products but they're five six seven even eight i think a thousand dollars for some of these sleeping bags right yeah Yeah. so i definitely want at some point to to you know upgrade to some of these um you know lighter high performing bags but tried and true two to three hundred dollar price point 
rock solid Alaskan proven condition proven sleeping bags that absolutely will do what they need to do. So you'll survive. Um, my one bag is a, uh, I'll, I'll bust it out because I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of the one. Um, Which one are you busting out? The zero. The zero. <laughs> I just like the color. The zero degree bag? Yeah, because everybody gives me shit about it. Oh, the purple one? Why you gotta bust it out? Oh, the purple? Well, because people aren't looking. Some, a lot of people are listening. Yeah, I like that. There oh, it, it is. It is purple. Yeah. That's your zero? This is my zero bag. Yeah. It's beautiful. These are smelly. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, they are smelly. Man, I can tell your eyes that color. Oh, that one, that one, that one was just. Uh, <laughs> Daniel left the tent open when he passed out on Saturday, just fully clapped, and the campfire smoke yeah, was just rolling okay. in the tent, yeah. in all our gear. So that one's gonna <laughs> oh, have yeah, a little extra. My, yeah. You remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so the purple bag. Um, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier when Jack was. Uh, presenting his bag was the color and yeah. what mark told me was that he had, i forgot the color he had but it was a bright option and when he had one of his rescue stories he's been rescued like three times he's like had to hit the button multiple yeah. times like broken legs and like crazy shit and who's mark mark taylor owns wiggies alaska okay um knows these products in and out even though i think unfortunately there's some sort of uh, issue between the manufacturer and him and i don't know that he can necessarily get wiggies sleeping bags there anymore you can definitely go on the website and get them fortunately enough i i was able to go in there and and he had all the products in stock and you know before all the demand issues and everything so at any rate um the purple bag he sold me on because he said the brighter more noticeable the bag the better opportunity to be rescued. seen or rescued mm. In you know, in the forest or mountaintop or something like that. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's a really good idea because a sleeping bag opens up pretty large in terms of like overall yeah. Yeah. space. And so I, you know, and he's like, don't let your boys give you shit about this purple bag. And I'm like, man, you know, I ain't going to. The big perp right here, man. This is this is a good bag, but um, the big perp. Yeah. So one of my like critical mistakes, I will admit, is that uh, um. Just kind of being naive and new to the game at the time, and even now I know, but yet I haven't done anything about it. I haven't stored my bags properly. Mm. Yeah, I didn't keep them mm. in these big bags where they're lofty. You know, I like keep them crammed in their sack. Yeah, S space, garage, yeah. everything's in the dry bag on a rack. I mean, I don't have it. Well, you got four kids. You got yeah. eight sleeping bags in there. I, I do. I do. Yeah. literally have like I think I have like eight bags <laughs> and five. Or you got to keep them compressed. It's going to take up well, half the garage. Well, that's why I'm like, where am I supposed to put them? You know. Right. But uh, so I've messed up on these. I don't think that they're as lofty and as warm as they are. But this bag's got over ten years on it. That bag's got is pushing ten years on it. Um, so I'm proud of these bags. I won't really rattle on too much more. Um, Wiggies, Lamalite, look at, check it out. They're great products. They're affordable. Tried and true Alaskan conditions. Um, can't beat them, man. All right. Can't beat nice em. job. Nice job. We'll be right back.
The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. All right, we're back. Um, You know, as anyone, I, I have three bags um that i normally that i rock i forgot the one i forgot my um my mountain hardware one i like that bag yeah so yeah, i got nice. it up on the screen right now i didn't i didn't bring it up here and if you're not looking it's it's the green one it's the lamina um let me see if i had it right here it's the lamina z flame 22 sleeping bag now i bought this when we were going to go on our first sheep hunt our first couple sheep hunts um but the first time that we went to the brooks range this was the bag i had and i froze that night um, so as I did more research, a lot the, of times the, the night when we were coming out, I don't remember exactly. It was the end because we had like a frost overnight. Yeah, and I just froze. I just yeah. shivered. I remember night. feeling you next to me shivering the whole it was, time. It was the worst. After that, I was like, I'm d- I need a new bag. That'll ruin you. But when I love you this bag because night, it's dude. very wide. It's synthetic bag and it's perfect for summertime. It's mm. perfect for summertime. You know the river and it's synthetic on the river. Um, I like to use synthetic bags when I am doing river stuff, when I'm going on a river float or I'm going on a river hunt um, because you never know something's going to get tipped over, your bag's going to get wet, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the whole synthetic thing like we already we already ran through. But after that, um, Brooks Range, when I froze, I started really doing a lot of research on bags 
as I do a lot of research on anything that I'm going to purchase that's going to like full geek out, full geek out, you know what I'm saying, save your lifestyle. And come to realize that 22 is like the bottom. When you do a rating, they have three ratings. Mm -hmm. They have like life or death, yep. you know what I'm saying? Then they have comfort and mm -hmm. then they have like the top of the range yep. or whatever. So the 22 degree is like life or death. So that night when it got down to 29 or whatever mm -hmm. it was or 30. You survived, but not comfortably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not comfortable at all. Yep. So, but I really like that bag because it's really wide. It's, it's, there's nothing fancy. It packs down to nothing. Um, so it worked out, right? Yeah, I think so, that's a badass bag. Actually. So after that bag, it's a, it's really it's a perfect bag for the, for Kenai and like summer. I use that bag mm -hmm. all summer. Yeah, and the I've Kasugi had that bag. Too? I think you brought yeah. that up there. Uh, no, uh, no, oh. I did not. So I have a. Oh, you had them. You had them. Um, so the after that, so them. after that, let me put this hoss away real quick. Um, so after that, I decided I'm gonna start looking into backpacking bags, and I just looked at every single brand. I looked at everything, feathered friends, Western mountaineering. Um, everything, all the bags. I looked at all of them and I just like geeked out for days and days and days on YouTube videos and searching and like, how do they rate these and where do they mm, rate these? Yeah. And what's the difference in downs and lofts and what mm. does all these words mean? You know? And so then I came across uh, Western Mountaineering, um, which is, you know, American made. And they, they say that they have the best down in the world. It's not a waterproof down. It's a traditional down, but they went into detail on the loft, like the amount of loft created with the down, mm. right? And it's amazing. And it's amazing. And have. it's amazing how much it is. That thing's the loftiest so, thing I've ever so seen. So another thing with me is I move a lot and I sleep with my like my leg out, you know what I'm saying? I'm rolling around. I can't do a mummy bag. Like I just can't. Yeah. Like my arms fall asleep. It's yeah, just like I can't do it. I get claustrophobic. So I needed something that was wide. So I was like, what is going to be the widest, warmest, lightest bag you can find? The ultimate package. The ultimate bag. And I and I went and talked to Kevin at Barney's. I went and talked to Homeboy at AMH. And this is after I like did all the research. And I came across mm -hmm. the Alpen Light, which is like specifically for mountain nearing mountain mm -hmm. hunting the mountain light, climbing lightweight. you know this thing is like 1.8 ounces okay supposedly 1.8 pounds 1.8 pounds supposedly it can go into this the um the extra small bag but i normally put it in the small bag because mm -hmm. to get it in the extra small dude you're like just mm. like you're fully stuffing it dude mm -hmm. but it fits in this tiny little bag which which like once this is compressed it's like nothing mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying maybe slightly smaller than the nemo yeah but when you pull this thing out dude it's just massive. Yeah. And it's just a loft fest, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so lofty. Yeah, when and you're like faces sticking out of it, I'm like, really, dude? Like, yeah, you're just like a caterpillar. <laughs> um, so it's a it's a eight eight hundred. I want to say it's an eight hundred fill bag. Um, extremely light. And another good thing about loft them the is light. their zippers. Like that's one thing that they advertise is that their zipper never gets stuck. And that was the one thing with the other bag. Every time it gets stuck and it'd be yeah. in there trying to... Mm -hmm. nah, 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 nah. And it doesn't matter with this bag. It just zips up fast, zips up close. Like, you can hear it. I'm just, like, zipping. It's not going to get stuck. This yeah, it never hangs up on the edges. It doesn't hang up on anything. Yep. And it has The seal this is, like, wide, so it doesn't let the material hung, hang up in the zipper channel. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I forget what they call that. It's like a seal, right? Is it like a? Okay, like. Yeah, I'm sure there's a professional word for mm-hmm. it, but. Um. So anyway, so I got this bag and I took it out and I absolutely mm-hmm. love this bag. Yeah, I mean, look how thick this thing is, nice dude. Bag. It's yeah. insane. Dude. I think you trial ran it on Kasugi in nineteen when we did the that couples hike. Yes, I did. Okay, I did. That was actually the first time I brought it out there. Yep, just sweating. <laughs> it's first a twenty degree bag, but the twenty degree, like I was saying on the rating thing, mm-hmm. is like not the life or death twenty. No, degree. it's like the highest. Yeah, it's like the real rating. So really, you could right. take this to the zero degree and be like. Comfortable, so, yeah, you know, and then if you're going below that, then it's when yeah. you begin the shivers or whatever. Um, so it's a comfort rating, right? It's the comfort rating, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's always the the you know with with lightness, you know, what I'm saying is the material is not as thick. I yep. mean, you you can rub up on this thing, you might rip it. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want to lay that down on rocks. No, you're not going to want to lay this down on rocks. It's not thick like the wiggies, you know what I'm saying? But this thing packs to nothing. You, it's just like almost like a water bottle in your backpack yeah you know and then with to puff up to that it's it's just it's just very comfortable it's very wide on the shoulders mm-hmm. so like you can just be like it's almost as wide as my wiggies in the shoulder yeah which is really nice and, and then the, and then the bottom has um if you look at the picture there of the box it has like the box footing so oh, it doesn't it like, like taper vertical, down vertical mm-hmm. like yeah so your height. feet don't have to be like yeah. Pointing down, yeah. yeah, it can be straight up, mm-hmm. and you're still getting insulation on that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really, really nice bag. Yeah, so that's the Alpen Light, um, twenty degree, which I figured was be, you know, perfect for mountain hunting. Um, I'm gonna start calling that the Loftalite. The Loftalite, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> Loftalite. Doesn't yeah. he, doesn't it, he kind of look silly laying in the tent? Yeah. In oh, it's, dude, yeah. I like, was super jealous. And it's yeah, just like, super same wide, here. Dude. I'm like, really, man? Like, yeah, I love that thing. I'm just I looking at my bag. It looks like just a piece of rag laying on the mat. <laughs> this this dude just, just lofted it out. <laughs> now that so that's the mountain one. Now the other bag that I probably had the longest and have used the most is my Wiggy's zero degree rectangular. Extra large, extra extra large, extra wide, extra long. Now this thing is massive. I'm six foot. I'm six. I'm six foot, right? And I and I want to say I just looked it up. Um, The there, yeah. So the long is ninety feet long. Ninety inches. Ninety inches long. Ninety feet. Ninety inches and thirty four inches wide. So I can literally sleep on my stomach with my head, like I sleep <laughs> like this, right? So I sleep on my hands with my elbows out and one knee sticking straight out, mm-hmm. you know? And I could be totally in there, just wide it out nice. with all my gear in the bottom. Right. Everything right? in there. Yep. Everything in there. And I will agree with the wet thing yep. because when I went on the moose hunt and like this is a this is a synthetic bag, so I always bring this on any kind of float, um, extended float where it's going to get cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I got COVID yep. on the moose hunt first time. And all I did for five days straight was paddle all day, get into the sleeping bag, get into the tent. As soon as we got to the camp, get in the sleeping bag and sweat, freeze and sweat and freeze mm-hmm. and sweat. And I would wake up every morning dry mm-hmm. on the yep. inside yep. and the outside just had a layer of like moisture, moisture, yeah, you know? But I would be totally dry inside. It would just suck out all that sweat. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was, like, perfect for being sick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it was just, like, you'd sweat and sweat, and you wouldn't get cold. And then 
your t-shirt wasn't drenched. Yeah, and you wake up because you're sweating as you're rafting, and you don't want to change anything. I would just get in that thing and just dry out, shiver, and I'd wake up totally dry, and the sleeping bag would have all that moisture on the outside, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of musts up the tent a little. Mm-hmm. You know, with like the moisture. Yeah. I'm but right. I mean, it's a lot better being separated from your body. You know. If you're what's a hoss, up, go ahead. What's up with the t-shirt comment? You wear t-shirts on your sleeping bag? Uh, uh, at times I have, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's another debate too, like sleeping with nothing and sleeping with like clothes on. Or not. Yeah, yeah, Daniel was like the first, that on our sheep to hunt, that was like the first time I slept in a tent with someone that like wore clothes. Yeah, like oh, I mean, like I wear underwear. Your, boxwear, your just, boxers, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know some guys that sleep naked. I actually have gotten to the point now where I'm sleeping fully clothed. Really? Yeah. What's like, the deal with that? I I'll don't tell you know. my deal. I've had many I, a times where I had to come out the tent yeah. because there's a bear situation or there's some sort, or no, yeah. mo- mostly because there's a situation, and I don't uh-huh. want to come out of there and be naked. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and I'm going to bed late. Yeah, you know. That's, so I just kind of number get in one. There. It's just easier because you're like, dude, I'm just gonna get in bed. Um, <clears throat> well, sheep sheep hunting got me going on it because like, you just have like one pair of clothes, kind of like you have your basic pair of clothes. So I got used to just like wearing my hunting pants, changing my socks. The hunting pants may have been damp a little bit or whatever, and then I would wear like a long sleeve shirt, yeah. and then go to sleep in that. And then that way I could like pop up in the morning, throw a puffy on, throw my Crocs on, fire up the jet boil, get some coffee going, and I was like yeah, already yeah. clothed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just it wasn't. Well, part of the clothes thing, like I I take on the sheep hunt. You both have probably noticed. Um, I bring the Under Armour like the four stuff that's mm-hmm. really tight. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I'm wearing compression mm-hmm. pants yeah. at night. Yeah. Mostly because the knee issue and just mm-hmm. like swelling and stuff like that after hiking all day. Yeah. It just feels to be good to be like compressed. And then I wake up in the morning. I'm not all like puffed out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm. and then getting up in the middle of the night, I hate to get out and just be like skin yeah, to yeah. like wet. TV. Yeah. You're 5,000 foot and you jump out in your boxers and yeah. pee in the wind. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you get in there. It's just like the worst. <laughs> you don't bring a Gatorade bottle? The peasy? No. Yeah, I've never pissed in my sleeping bag ever. You don't pee in your sleeping bag. You well, I didn't tent. say pee on the sleeping bag. Oh, and oh, you actually stay in the tent just on yeah, your knees yeah, or whatever yeah, and then yeah, pee. Yeah. I was wondering if you guys were like laying sideways and peeing. I'm like, damn, how do you do that? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I <laughs> makes way more sense uh, now. Actually, that I think about it. Now, what I will say is, if there's any, I'm six foot, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, not a little guy. I'm. I would say I'm probably medium. But yeah. there's a lot of big hosses out there, a lot mm-hmm. of big boys. Yeah, I say Carl Malone can fit in your sleeping bag. This is the bag you want mm-hmm. if you if you want to be comfortable yeah. and you're a big guy, if yeah. you're over six foot and whatever, two twenty to three hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the bag you want. You know, just That's a great you're gonna gauge. be comfortable. You don't have to worry about mumminess. Um, it's just rugged and raw and the zippers are thick and you know, and I've had this bag for like I don't know, fifteen years. Yeah. One time I was caribou hunting, okay, in the winter, Lake there, Louise. There I was. No pad, no nothing, right in the tent on the ice, just sleeping back. Just this. Totally fine. Yep. Yep. It's just been proven. Mm-hmm. It's just been proven. Yeah. yeah. It's not light. It's not small. No, this thing, thing is massive. Is this yeah. thing is huge. You know what I'm saying? It's like a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a yeah. toddler. Brooks yeah, Rangers like, loves that sleeping it's bag. It's like a 60 <laughs> liter backpack. 
It's huge. I mean, the way it's this is you're not right packing now, this thing anywhere. Tighter than that, but no, no, that's a mega bag. Yeah, this is this is definitely not for. That's why I'm very jealous when you're able to bring your little wiggies bag on yep. a on a on a yeah, backpacking it's the trip. Same material uh, in the bag. Yeah, just smaller. Yeah, you know, lighter, less of it. Yep. But I know it's going to do with the whole like moisture wicking, wicking. That's the wicking. word I've been looking that's for all word. this whole night. And it holds true. It holds true that mm-hmm. you go in there wet, yeah, or even wet stuff, and you wake up and it's going to be dry. Yeah, like I've heard, you know, multiple times, guys, just like, you know, it, it's dark. I'm packing around. I'm doing my thing, and I'm just going to throw this bitch on the ground and just like, yeah, slip in it. Yep. And and it's wet. They pack it down. They put it in their pack. They're now going to their next location. Hopefully, it's dry. They bust it out. Just kind of drape it out over the rocks. Let it dry out real quick. Yep. Put it, you put it in the tent and, and you know you're go. good to go yeah yeah and i will say that um there's other bags that are similar to this i know that the kafaru slick bag mm. um their insulation i don't remember what it's called um but i think it's very 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 mm-hmm. similar to the lamellite and yeah. it's, they and they um protest or they say the same deal that you can go in there wet and they even yep. say you can go in there with your boots mm-hmm. and i know that the peters brothers um have that have that bag and they love that bag. That thing's lofty too. Yeah, and it's a synthetic yeah, bag. Scotty had it, didn't he? Yeah. The only thing I didn't like is the center mm. zip. That's know, what man. I don't like about that. Um, like Cuz I roll so much and then that center zip's mm-hmm. going to be a under me zip, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm. And th- that's what I didn't like about it. Um but the bag is they claim you go in there with you your boots. You figure out how to keep your zipper on the side, which if you've slept in, in a, I feel like if you've slept enough nights in a sleeping bag, you actually learn how to sleep in a sleeping bag. Yeah. yeah. You learn how to twist and turn without twisting the bag up. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I think the center zip, if you're sleeping in it properly, yeah. you shouldn't I have think that's, the zipper. But I'm not a back sleeper. I'm not around. allowed to sleep on, like camping with the family. I can't sleep on my back. You get the full snore off. I'm a side or stomach sleeper. Mm. You know, so, and having that little oh. zipper, and I sleep hot too, so I like to mm. just zip. Yeah. Put my arms yeah. out and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Flap it open. Yeah, full flap off. Yeah. Um, so that's I mean, that's the that's the three bags that I use. I in full disclosure, I my wife has a REI bag that I bought her for um I wanna say Christmas or something like that, a twenty degree, and I just ordered her a Wiggies bag because she was cold mm-hmm. the other night. So that would be a great backpacking bag, the mm-hmm. REI one. Yeah. But for all these times where we go camping early in spring or late in mm-hmm. September, you know what I'm saying? She comes up with me to go caribou hunting and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be no more worries. Yeah. She's yeah. not going to be cold. Yep. Anytime you know? the temperature is going to drop, like in the lower 40s. Yeah. Even though some may say, well, that's cold. And we, we're Alaskans. We're like, that's not that cold. Well, if you get on top of a mountain or elevation and it's 40 or 38 with a little wind chill and it's like got a weird damp thing going on like it can be chilly yeah and it's nice to snuggle up it's a it's a morale booster too when you get in that thing and you can get warm real quick mm-hmm. yeah you know if you've had a really cold hard day yeah. or or you know you just all you want is that bag like you just you you're hiking out it. in the dark and yeah. you're just like can't wait to crawl in that damn bag yeah a wiggies is like something that you can't really i will say beat, do you take you my know? clothes off when i go in this bad boy nice the loft a lot the loft a lot dude <laughs> yeah yeah, no, I believe it. That thing is like, because Eric's been in the market for a bag, and, yeah. and he does, he's doing the full geek out. 
Yeah, which you should, which you should do because well, I if mean, you're going to spend six or seven hundred bucks, you should definitely do your mat, do your yeah, homework. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've seen that in action a couple times. I mean, it's legit. I haven't and, got and, to crawl in there yet, though. Oh, you should. Yeah. I mean, there's just different like, what's the word? Um, situations for what bag like i don't bring this yeah, bag said, anywhere said, unless i'm app- gonna go application applications yeah, for it like you know you want something really really light you know what i'm saying that's gonna fit in a backpack and you know what i'm saying you still got to be warm yeah you bring that like i would never bring this thing anywhere yeah yeah uh, like jack would never bring that big agnes on his boat if it was before october yeah right you know what i mean like it's i had it out there for the missouri people this weekend for them yeah yep well yeah. i mean and i think they liked it but yeah. Yeah. Oh, i would I'm never sure. use it out yeah. there <laughs> no. No. oh another thing on this this square huge one like it opens up all the way to like a blanket mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah. like sometimes you cover a pile of kids with it you probably the whole family yeah. just in that thing <laughs> yeah it's like what's well, cold <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. drape it out and yeah and how i know that the kafaro it? thing is i actually won a um a photo contest on it oh yeah this. yeah what a photo contest for kafaro and uh, they sent me a whoopee. Um, and it's basically a sleeping bag without a zipper. It's like a quilt, uh-huh. pretty much. Oh. But it's the same. It's not lamellite. It's whatever their material is, yeah, but it looks yeah. the same. Like it's when what I, they have in their puffies and stuff. Yeah, when I did the mm-hmm. full geek out, I like looked at the fibers of this one and that one. It's like the same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. a different name, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, same engineer. But that whoopee, man, that's like the ultimate, like, take the baseball uh couch you know mm-hmm. watching a movie you mm-hmm. know with the fire or just like let's cozy up baby cozy up cozy with that up. Thing. yeah yeah and what this material on these wiggies and, and that other one dude it's just like this thing's been through the ringer dude yeah there's not a tear in this thing mm-hmm. yeah and if you i mean do i already got it, a couple patches on the western mountaineering yeah because yeah, that's thin skin on yeah. that thing yeah, yeah. You baby no it. those those will you can throw some tenacious tape on it and it'll just be there for the next 10 years yeah yeah, but yeah, they're tried and true, man. Can't beat it. All these products that we talked about all have really great features and great uses, applications, as we said. <clears throat> I think if you're going to mess around out here, you need two bags. You need a warm bag. You need a medium, like cooler yep. bag. Yeah. If we could like give direct you in the right direction, if you're going to, I'm planning to move to Alaska. I'm living up here already. I want to go camping. Like, could you get a one and done bag? Yeah, you could probably find like the right. 15 degree something or other that's just like yeah. right in between but mm-hmm. if you want to play around on all four seasons you definitely should get a bag that is suitable when it gets really really cold yeah and, then and that God, depends on that's a good complaint how you sleep you know like i yeah. sleep hot and jack yeah. sleeps hot yeah um and then how you sleep as far as like your movements mm-hmm. and your, how you lay you yeah. know yeah it's that's important. why i was a big fan growing up you know sleeping in the mummy bag but having a blanket you know, won't yeah. break it over me mm-hmm. if I was cold. Because then you, you kind of, you, you have a little bit more options, like yeah. depending on what the night yeah. brings you. And, and, I mean, they're coming up with new technology all the time. Like now it's the waterproof down and mm-hmm. there's so many cool bags and things out there. Like just do your research. I mean, yeah. Yeah. this is what we use. We know that this stuff works. Um, but by all means, do your own yeah research yeah. for sure. And next level, like if you're like caught, camping like say moose camp or something you got the nice big tents and you're on the go cots or cots or whatever and then you got like for me i throw like a wool blanket around and i throw my thermarest and then i got my my bag and we'll go into another gear overview on pads and cots and we'll get into that later but um 
I mean, you're talking a bag that's already like super warm when it's on the ground, and then now you elevate it, and then you start putting air pads and then wool blankets in between. I mean, it drops to 15 degrees, and you're <laughs> you got no problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're extra. Yeah, you know, and and I feel like just kind of my my final comment on like the whole bag, uh, bag sleeping bag life would be find what's comfortable for you. Really find ultimate comfort because if you're not comfortable, you're probably not going to enjoy the experience as much. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not getting rest, if yeah. you're cold, if you're wet, if you're if you're maybe if you're not cold or wet, but you're binding up in the bag and With there's a just stupid these zipper won't yeah or like the zipper's getting unstuck sticky, and you, you know you're yeah. drinking a bunch of beer and you go to bed and you got to get up every hour and piss like I mean it's just like these little funny like factors that go into like camping yeah and shit that people experience you know it's like. Find something that's comfortable for you. Yeah, and sometimes you got to buy a couple of them. You do. You do. You know? And, and you know, find the best well-rounded bag that suits you, but make sure it's comfortable and, you know, you're at least getting a few hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. and go talk to those guys at AM. And that's a rare. I mean, do your internet homework, um, but go talk to um, those guys at AMH um, or at Barney's, um, especially those two places. Those Dude, those guys can geek out. Yeah. For hours yeah. on yeah. what those bags like, they yeah. know every detail. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. Kevin's got bags down at Barney's. Um, it, it, like I said before, even hoarding marmot. Yeah, I was I mean, just in there. They got a bunch of bags. If you're just trying to find stuff on a budget or find high end product uh, branded gear, and you're good with buying a used bag and taking it home and getting the the good treated soap or a detergent and going mm-hmm. and washing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go like. Look around. You don't got to go to Fred Meyer's or Target or, you know, Sportsman's Warehouse and buy, like, whatever. You know, there's options for you. Yeah. So. Yep. Great. Great job, guys. Yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, Alaska. Mm-hmm. And uh, hit us up if you have any questions on the bags that we have or what you're thinking about and whatnot. And we appreciate you listening. Stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious? When you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management, providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. 
thetreehouseak.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek, upstream of the bridge, can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth. And it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.